0: Braising is a versatile and important cooking skill to have. It allows us to take tougher cuts of meat and cook them to tenderness. It helps us impart good flavors while mellowing out stronger ones. But most importantly, it's a technique that we will all have probably already used. Using this technique and mastering it are two very different things. So today I'm going to share with you everything I know about braising in hopes that you can master this technique and cook dishes like you never have before. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food and 5, and this is everything I know about braising. So what is braising? To quote Wikipedia, braising is a combination cooking method using both wet and dry heat. So essentially, braising uses a relatively small amount of liquid in a sealed cooking vessel on a moderately low heat to cook something over a long period of time. That essentially means it's a combination of simmering and steaming. The Wikipedia definition specifies, quote-unquote, dry heat for one simple reason. The item being braised is usually seared in a hot pan first. This is the dry heat. Searing. Now, searing browns the meat, deepening the flavor. A proper sear should look like a deep caramel color. And if you go to the website, howtonupburnshit.com, you can see a really good image that kind of illustrates this pretty clearly. Um, now it used to be, it used to be believed that searing actually sealed in juices. This has, however, been proven false. It really just adds to the flavor and, less importantly, to the appearance. Now, whether it is a large piece of meat like a pot roast or smaller chunks of meat like in a stew, the meat should always be seared prior to braising. Liquid. Now, once the meat is seared, some liquid is added. The liquid can be water, stock, wine, beer, or any combination of these or any other liquids. The general rule of thumb is that you don't want the liquid to cover more than a third of the item being braised. This is more true for larger items, however, you don't need or want too much liquid for smaller items either. Part of the idea is that after the item is braised, the braising liquid is then used as a sauce. If too much liquid is added, the sauce will be very watery and you may have to reduce it separately. Additional Ingredients Often tomato paste will be added to the braising liquid to add to the flavor and to help thicken the sauce. Other ingredients like root vegetables, herbs, both fresh and dried, uh, and spices will usually be added for flavors as well. If the vegetables are meant to be eaten with the meat, they are generally added a third of the way through cooking. Time. The time it takes to braise really depends on the item being braised. Small pieces of meat will take less time than larger pieces of meat generally two to three hours is a good starting point. And I know this seems like a lot of time, but it's passive. You don't have to do anything but wait. Temperature. The temperature used for braising is moderately low. If you're braising in the oven, which is suggested because of the more consistent and even heat, a temperature between 250 degrees to 325 degrees is optimal. If you're doing it on the stove, just on the lowest heat possible. Now it's important that the temperature isn't too high. Because a high temperature will cause the liquid to boil rather than simmer. And a higher heat, excuse me, the higher heat of boiling will toughen the meat rather than tenderize it. Cooking vessel. Oftentimes a Dutch oven will be used um, for braising because they're specifically designed for this purpose. And one thing that makes them great for this is that the meat can be seared in them and the liquid can be added and the whole pot can go in the oven. Of course, you can braise in anything that that can go in the oven. And it's not uncommon to sear meat in a pan and then remove it to a casserole dish. Uh, the pan is then deglazed with wine or stock. The main cooking liquid is at a breath temperature and poured over the meat. The casserole dish is then covered with parchment and foil and put in the oven. And the reason why I cover things with parchment and foil is that the foil is releasing a lot of chemicals. I'm sure the parchment is too, but the foil is releasing a lot of chemicals when it's cooked. And I find when it's in direct contact With meat, when it's cooking, it has a tendency to kind of degrade or even erode, and so I always put a layer of parchment paper between anything I'm cooking with foil. Start to finish, so I'm going to kind of describe this process from the beginning to end. So, and we're going to pretend that you're using a Dutch oven, but any pot or pan that can go in the oven will do. So, get a Dutch oven or other hot pan or other pan hot over medium. Excuse me, I'm going to start that again. Get a Dutch oven or another pan hot over moderate heat. Add a bit of oil. While the pan is heating, uh, season 2-3 to pound roast or 1-2 to pounds of cubed beef with salt and pepper. And it doesn't have to be beef, that's just the example I'm using. Put the meat in the pan and let sear to a deep caramel brown color. Then flip to sear the reverse side. Sear the meat on all sides. If you're using small cubes of meat like for a stew, sear them in batches as not to lower the temperature of the pot too quickly. Once the meat is seared, remove it from the pan, turn the heat down slightly, and add 2 tablespoons of tomato paste, 1 sliced onion, and 2 cloves of roughly chopped garlic. Stir the tomato paste, onion, and garlic, cooking for 1-2 to minutes. Add half a cup of, of red or white wine and cook, scraping the bottom of the pot until the wine is all but evaporated. Add the meat back into the pot and pour over enough stock to cover the meat by one-third. Bring the stock up to a simmer. Add a small bunch of thyme uh, that's tied in a bundle along with one bay leaf and season with salt and pepper. Put a lid on the pot and put it in a 300 degree Fahrenheit oven for about three hours. Remove the pot from the oven Let it sit for five to ten minutes. Remove the lid and poke the meat with a fork. If the meat is tender, it's finished cooking. If it still feels firm, adjust the liquid level if needed and put the lid back on the pan and put the whole thing back in the oven for another 30 to 60 minutes. So if you notice that when uh, your braise is finished, the meat is tough, it's really just that the temperature was too high and the liquid is boiling. Or it just needs to cook for longer. Conclusion. Braising is one of my all-time favorite cooking methods. This is especially true in the winter. There are few things better on a cold winter's day than a nice, deeply flavored braise. Now, as I said in the intro, whether you know it or not, you have liked, you have likely braised something before. If you've ever made a pot roast or a stew, you have braised. It's not an overly complicated process, but just keep an eye on the heat and the amount of liquid, and everything should be fine. And if you, I know that was a lot of information, so if you want the written version, just go to howdonotburnshit.com, your modern culinary manual. Um, it would be probably like howdonotburnshit.com forward slash braising. Anyway, I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and 5, brought to you again by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at ChefBenKelly and on Facebook at BenKellyCooks. And of course, as you know, you can like and subscribe to this podcast. You could even rate it and leave a comment on it. I'd love to hear from you. Um, thank you so much for listening. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. And again, I sincerely hope that you're getting something out of this podcast. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be listening to it. Um, I hope that you have a fantastic weekend. I'll be back on Monday with another great episode of Food and Five. And Monday, of course, is 30 minutes or less. And I think, what are we going to do? I think we're going to do a chickpea curry on Monday. So stay tuned for that. Otherwise, have a great weekend, everybody, and a great Friday. I'll talk to you soon.